Hi, this is Ed. Let's go right to episode 86, titled, The Philistines Return the Ark. You can find these events in 1 Samuel 5 and 6. After capturing the ark, the Philistines took it to Ashdod, one of their major cities. They placed it in the temple next to a huge idol dedicated to their god, Dagon. The next morning, they found Dagon lying face down in front of the ark. So they set the idol back up, but the following morning the same thing happened. This time, Dagon's head and hands were broken off. Soon, a lot of people in Ashdod began noticing painful tumors breaking out all over their bodies. Then, many Philistines began to die, and rats began to overrun the countryside. It did not take long for the people in Ashdod to realize that Israel's God was not happy that they had stolen the ark. So they moved it to another town called Gath. Again, God sent tumors and rats, and the people of Gath panicked. They moved the ark again to Ekron, but the people of Ekron were outraged. They called the Philistine leaders and accused them of trying to kill the people in their city. After seven months of misery, the Philistines went to their priests and sorcerers and demanded a solution. We need to get rid of the ark, they insisted. Tell us how we can send it back to Israel. Their priests replied, You must send a guilt offering with it. Then God will remove his judgment and heal you. They told the people to make five golden images that looked like the tumors and five golden images of the rats that were destroying the land. They said, Give glory to the God of Israel, and he will stop bringing distress. Do not harden your hearts against God like Pharaoh did, or you will suffer even more. When they had made the images, the priests gave them these instructions. Build a new cart and put the ark on it. Place the golden images in a chest beside it. Then choose two cows that recently had calves. These cows must never have been in a yoke before. Then hitch the cows to the cart and stand back and watch. If the cows ignore their calves and go up the road toward Israel, you will know that it was the Lord who brought this great disaster. But if they follow their natural maternal instincts and refuse to leave their calves, then you will know that it was not Israel's God that caused all this suffering. It just happened by chance. So the men followed their priest's instructions. Sure enough, when they were hitched to the cart, the cows headed straight up the road toward Israel. They stayed on that road, pulling the cart and mooing as they plodded along. A Philistine ruler from each of the five Philistine cities walked behind the cart until they reached the border with Israel. Israelites from the cities of Beit Shemesh were harvesting wheat when they noticed the cart coming toward them. When they realized that it was carrying the ark, they shouted for joy. The cows pulled the cart near a large rock in the middle of a field and stopped. The Levites came quickly. They removed the ark and the chest and placed them on the rock. Then the people chopped up the wood from the cart and made a fire and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The five Philistine rulers watched and then returned home. Unfortunately, 70 men from Beit Shemesh were curious about what was inside the ark of God. When they opened it, all 70 of them were killed instantly. This caused great fear, but it also caused the Israelites to turn back to God and worship Him as their sovereign, all-powerful ruler. Think about it. Are you aware of God's holiness? When we get caught up in the routines of life, it is easy to forget the awesome power of God and to take His holiness for granted. Repeating Psalm 47 verses 7 and 8 can help us acknowledge 
both his power and his holiness. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. He is seated on his holy throne. Let me repeat it. God is the king of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. He is seated on his holy throne. Now go and have a great day. Hi, this is Ed. Let's go right to episode 87, titled, Wanting a King. You can find these events in 1 Samuel chapters 7 and 8. After 70 people had been struck dead for looking inside the ark of the Lord at Beth Shemesh, the people of Israel began to fear the ark. Eventually, they decided to store it at the home of a man named Abinadab. But after witnessing the power of God so dramatically, the people of Israel knew that it was time to begin serving him again. Samuel warned them, If you really want to do this, you must get rid of all your idols and worship only God. He gathered the whole nation together for a special service, and everyone dedicated themselves to the Lord. They confessed that they had sinned, and Samuel prayed for them. When the Philistines heard that the Israelites had all gathered in one place, they decided to attack. The people of Israel were frightened when they realized that the massive Philistine army was approaching. They begged Samuel to ask God to rescue them. Samuel sacrificed a burnt offering to the Lord and cried out for God's help. And God did answer with a deafening thunder. The sound of the thunder sent the Philistine army into such a panic that the Israelites were able to chase them down and defeat them. After the victory, Samuel set up a large stone as a monument. He called it Ebenezer, meaning rock of help. It was a permanent reminder of the amazing victory that God had given them that day over the Philistines. For the rest of Samuel's life, God kept the Philistines from arming the Israelites. Israel won back the cities that had been captured, and they were able to live in peace. From then on, Samuel was not only a prophet and a priest for the nation, he became their judge. Samuel appointed his sons to be Israel's next leaders, but they did not follow Samuel's example. They had no integrity. They accepted bribes in exchange for dishonest judgments. And when the people realized this, they went to Samuel and said, You are old, and your sons are corrupt. We want to be like all the other nations, so we want you to appoint a king to take your place. This upset Samuel. But God told him, Give them what they want. It's not you they are rejecting. It's me. They don't want me to be their king but I want you to warn them what it will be like to have an earthly king. So Samuel stood in front of the Israelites and described how an earthly king would abuse them and take advantage of them. Samuel said he will take your sons away from you and make them serve in his military and plow his fields and work for him. He will turn your daughters into his cooks and bakers and perfumers. He will confiscate your fields and vineyards and give them to anyone he likes. He will tax you and take the best of everything you own for his own advantage. Meanwhile, you will get poorer and poorer. When you finally cry out to God for relief, he will not listen. Sadly, the people insisted that they wanted a king to lead them and fight their battles for them because they wanted to be like all the other nations. Again, God told Samuel to give them what they wanted. So Samuel sent everyone home and began to search for a king. Think about it. How easily are you convinced that you need to have what everyone else has, or that you want to do what they are doing? 
We get ourselves into difficult places in our relationship with God when we want to be like everyone else because a relationship with Him requires a life that is different from everyone else. We need to let Him lead us and embrace God as our King. We need to honor and praise Him just like David did in 1 Chronicles 29:11 when he said this, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now go and have a great day. (laughs) 